Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 40% the Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court, Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires, they have everything you need to fit your budget and style. All right, back here at the King Cotton Classic announcement upcoming, thanks to Simmons Bank and Central Maloney Incorporated. And we will uh, hear a little bit more about what's happening here and find out all the teams. We'll give you a couple of teasers. We were told Benton and Central from uh, Central Arkansas going to be playing. And there are other schools from this part of the state and the state in general that will be playing as well. But there are a lot of really great teams from around the country that are going to be coming in and being a part of the event uh, coming up in December. So we'll get details on that, the announcement officially in the 12 o'clock hour. So there you go. All right, as far as the Razorbacks go, Back to business this week, and obviously a tall order over and an Alabama team that, by all accounts, is vastly improving. I was reading some stories this morning, and teams were, or people were talking about how uh, much better they look now. And obviously, Milwaro is maybe settling in a little bit. He may never be, you know, Tom Brady, but he is uh, becoming increasingly effective, and we saw it on display last week. Well, they've been spoiled a little bit. You know, they have Bryce Young and uh, Mac Jones and Tua. And- Jalen Hurts, you know, quite a run of quarterbacks there at Alabama. and um, He may not be the passing threat, but he is getting better. And last week he had the most pass completions over 20 yards than anybody in college football. So he had seven passes over 20 yards completed last week yeah. against Texas A&M. Hmm. So he is getting better. And I think what's happening, they're finding out what he does best. And they're calling that play a little bit more. Good news for Arkansas yesterday. Uh, Nudie was back at practice. Yes. McLeathern was back at his cornerback position after missing last week after suffering a concussion against Texas A&M. And that is kind of the big question at at, uh, practice this week. There are five guys that Coach Pittman said that may miss this game. Chris Paul's one of them. Pooh Paul's one. That's a big one. Uh, Cam Ball at defensive tackle was another. Al Walcott. Well, the safety, that would be huge. Yeah, yeah. They need him back. Yeah. And then Jalen Braxton was mentioned as well. Another so. corner. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, tough deal for Arkansas. Definitely not a time that you want to be anything less than 100% healthy. But That's I guess, all defensive players, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. On, on the bright side, uh, Devin Manuel was yeah. back at practice this week. Good. Coach... You know, Coach went, uh, was saying, I guess on Monday, that they really thought Devin Manuel was going to be one of their top three offensive linemen this year. Hmm. And they haven't gotten a whole lot out of him at all because of injuries. And In fact, Andrew Chambly has started more games than Manuel. Uh, and, and Coach said, this is nothing against Andrew Chambly, but he's a redshirt freshman, you know. he's he, And he's doing Still well. Learning. Yeah. Um, but they really had high hopes for Devin Manuel. And, uh, but Coach said they got to get a full week of practice out of him. So they know what they got before they put him back out there uh, in a game. What rings more hollow? Sam Pittman saying he's got offensive linemen are doing well, or Lincoln Riley saying he's comfortable with his defense? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. Lincoln must be high. That's all I know. <laughs> all right, there you go. That's the uh, the red-white report for today. Let's uh, get to Coach Kelly, who is ready to rock and roll. Kevin Kelly dominated high school football in Arkansas, winning nine state titles in 18 years at Pulaski Academy. He's now turning his attention to dominating the airwaves on the zone. He's brought to you by the Little Rock Athletic Club, who's currently building a state-of-the-art indoor pickleball facility. Little Rock Athletic Club. No contracts and save 30% off joining fees. That's not our question of the day today, but I will pose it to Coach anyway. Uh, Coach Kelly, welcome. Who is more delusional, uh, Sam Pittman, talking about his offensive line, or Lincoln Riley talking about his defense? That's that's a tough one. They're both pretty delusional if they're making those statements. 
you know, and mean them and not joking around about it. But, uh, God, if I had to pick, I'd say Pittman. No, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say the, uh, Lincoln Raleigh. Yeah. That defense, if they're planning on winning, winning a national championship, I mean, and probably because their hopes are higher. They've got a chance to win a national championship. It's going to be tough unless they do something a little bit better. <laughs> Coach, when you look at last week's uh, lack of offense, the uh, futility from the Razorbacks, what was the glaring thing besides the offensive line? We know they can't; they're, they're unable to run the ball, and they had struggles protecting uh, KJ. But what are you seeing? What did you see last week that really, I guess, frustrated you with the offense? Let's just get you just making the same mistakes over and over. I mean. Can we try something different from whether it's the play calling or or a little bit of a breakdown here and there on the offensive line that may or may not be communication or just your lack of a, lack of scheme or ability to KJ holding the ball too long to then circling back to you know not being creative on offense not playing like you've got nothing to lose instead acting like you're the one coming in tight I mean all those things but mainly it's just the same stuff over and over, the same mistakes. That That's the big ones to me. I guess we could, if we're looking at the bright side, go, the penalties didn't seem to be as bad. I mean, they weren't good. We had 10 for 70. 10 penalties is not good, two and a half a quarter. But, but you know, uh, the, just seeing the same dumb stuff over and over as far as the mistakes and, and inability to move football. Coach, why is KJ holding on to the ball too long at times? Is is it nobody's open? Is he not seeing the field? I mean, what would you guess? Because to me, I you know, as bad as the offensive line's been, I'd be trying to get rid of the ball quicker. I I, I always think, that, and it, you know, it could be one of a few things. One is educating them on pre-snap reads and. and you know, and, and, and coming out and going, look at the defense. I know what the plays are. Picture yourself playing Madden football or NCAA football in a video game where you can press the button and it lays the pass routes on the field for you. To me, I've always taught quarterbacks to lay those pass routes on the field when the play's called, when you're making your, when you're up at the line, you know, call the game. And what probably, based on where their guys are lined up and the, and the coverage that's there, what probably is going to be the open guy here? and make that your first look or your progression, and as they like to call it up there, instead of reading defenders. And that's your probably. So catch the ball and start that throw, and if you need to pull it down, it's a good pump fake, and then you can go into your next one. And I don't think – I think that's the first thing, is educating him on what to see and then pounding in his head how important it is to get that ball out. And I think that comes from the coaching staff. They need to educate him better. To the point where they've got to make him do it or, or get him to do it, or you've got to make a change because our offensive line can't block as long as he's, uh, as long as we're asking them to block right there. Some of it's play calling. I mean, I think, you know, you've got to be able to call the right routes against the right, right plays against the right coverages and leverages, not just coverages, but leverages. If they're cheating a linebacker in or out or putting your head up or slightly outside or inside, you know, plays change based on that, and, and I think that's what we've got to be able to do because that enables them to get the ball out faster, too. So, you know, I put it a little bit. I spread the blame around. I think some of the communication on the offensive line doesn't appear to be where it should be because I see a guy seeing things late on the offensive line and getting somewhere. But, but overall, I put, it on, I put it on educating the quarterback first because being there, we've had a great offensive line before where my guy had five seconds to throw, but you don't have to do anything. You just don't stand back there and look for an open guy. Or, you know, my, you know, my, the year we had the smallest offensive line of PA, I was educating on my guy on getting it out in 2.25 seconds. So you can have time to get it out to somebody, but that's a lot. I mean, a ton of educating the guy on the defense that's coming up the next week. Well, speaking of the next week, it's Alabama. What kind of hope do you, or what can they do to uh, improve the offense against one of the best defenses around? I, I think I think they need to go in and and be and play really 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 loose and play really aggressive on offense. And you know I think Steve Sullivan uh, yesterday tweeted he would like to see us come out in no back and uh, spread the ball around and get the ball out quick. You know, I, I think that's a great idea. And people go, well, that's just the opposite of what I would think because the offensive line's not blocking very well. When you put five receivers out there, what it does is 
it unmuddies the waters in the box with for, for the offensive line because they've got to take another linebacker out of the box. So now the blitz schemes and the games that they play inside, they can't cloud them or they can't cover them up or 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 or, or you know costume them up to make it hard for the offensive line to see what's coming because it takes a whole other human out of there. And I think that's a good idea. And, and and open the game up and play like we've got nothing to lose. Throw two or three trick plays and run a trick play per quarter, you know, if you can. If nothing else, even if the play doesn't work, it makes the defense apprehensive about just going, you know, 100 miles an hour to the ball every single time they see it move one way or the other with a handoff or a quarterback looking one way or whatever. If you just throw a couple of trick plays in to make them have to be a little reluctant to come downhill all the time. Uh, play action passing, uh, uh, that's the first thing I would institute because that, that'll make Alabama's linebackers not just be able to come downhill and crush the run because of the fact that you might pull it out of the belly and now they've got to turn and sprint back to that open field intermediately about 15 yards deep. And I, I think that's the first thing I would do is, is I would approach it that way. And I would be careful about throwing long, uh, long out routes across the field away from the hash because their guys are so fast, they break on the ball so well you're asking for trouble in that regard. Let's flip it around. We're talking to Kevin Kelly if you're just tuning in. It's courtesy of the Little Rock Athletic Club. So Arkansas defensively, especially related to Milrow, and again, there's been a lot of talk about his improvement. I don't know what kind of development you've seen from him, Coach. Just curious what your thoughts are on him as a passer and what Arkansas can do to to defend a little bit better against him than they did the last time they saw him in, in limited time when he came in. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's funny because after they pulled him after the first game or second game or whatever it was and, and experimented with a couple other guys, after I guess it was the Texas game, after they experimented, I wondered if he would lose confidence. I really felt like they would come back to him because there's probably, you know, Nick Saban's not going to mess up in spring ball and seeing a kid play and fall camp and seeing a kid play, picking the guy and be wrong that early. And I was worried about it hurting his confidence, but I think, you know, Wes or Wes said it right well ago, is they're figuring out what the guy can do and do well, and they're learning to call plays around him instead of just call what they want to, but call what call what really uh, highlights his strengths. And what they've done well is they're letting him run a little bit. And uh, the week before, last week, he didn't run very much. He didn't run very well. He got sacked up and that kind of stuff. But like Wes said. They're throwing the ball in the open space behind the linebackers, intermediate passes, and, and doing good. I mean, you've got to worry about their run because with him able to run and, and you know, a good group of running backs, whether we like it or not, a and is a really good defense, they came downhill on runs and allowed that little 10 to 12-yard space behind the linebackers. And Alabama was able to use that and throw passes where guys catch it on the run and end up with 20-yard plays. Like, like Wes said, he ended up with more 20-yard plays than anybody. And so they're working really hard to give him, make him have open windows to throw the ball in because they know he's not super accurate with the ball. But all of a sudden, if you've got a guy that's wide open by three yards, it's a lot easier to hit the same guy in the chest as it is if you've got a guy with, that's only a half yard open. You know, you just have a tendency not to trust yourself and throw it there and hesitate. And when they, when they run good plays and play action and, and call it around him plays that he's confident in, he looks a lot better like anybody would. All right, let's uh, move on to a couple other things here. One of the interesting statistical anomalies we noticed today, this will not shock anybody probably, is that the top three scoring offenses in the country play in the Pac-12, USC, Oregon, and Washington. The top three scoring defenses in the country play in the Big Ten, and it's the big three out of the East, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State. If you had to pick a group to win the national championship, Coach, which group would you go with? Pac-12 for sure. Because I, I, I thought defense wins championships. Offense. You're talking to Kevin Kelly. He's going offense. I thought I thought defense <laughs> wins championships. What a bunch of nonsense, huh? Well, you know, uh, yeah, it is nonsense. <laughs> in, in a game, in a game that, in a, in a game, listen, if we, uh, you know, if we hold them to a shutout, you know, we we might go to overtime. But if we score more mm-hmm. than they do, we won't go to overtime. So you know, you can look at it like that, but. But, but, I mean, look, look, look seriously, the game is offensively ruled now, right? I mean, the rules are made where you can't target. As soon as they change the targeting receivers rule, and I'm glad they did, as soon as they change that, the coaches that still aren't throwing the ball between the, between the numbers and between the hashes don't have any sense because your guy can't get killed. 
They're not as worried about catching the ball. They're going to catch it better. The short, the, a 20-yard throw down the middle of the field is a 20-yard throw from the line of scrimmage. A 20-yard throw to the sideline is a 32-yard throw in the same exact spot. So how long yeah. do you want the ball in the air? You know, it's an offensive ruled game now, and, and they're designated for that. And that's why it's a lot easier to win with, with you know, it makes USC able to win the game without as, as good a defense as Tom. But when you look at teams like Washington and Oregon that can play offense and have shown they can play some defense too, you know, I think that's where the real threat comes to win that. And until the Big 12, you know, I think Texas, yeah, they're just do Texas things sometimes. I think they've got a really good football team. But until Texas and Oklahoma get back to where they were, you know, I don't think the Big 12 is a real, a real threat, to be honest with you. I mean, Penn State probably hasn't been a chance to play there. An interesting stat too, and again, I'm just I like to have time to go through all the ESPN info we get. So I was nerding out in the car, and West loves numbers too. So we were making fun of USC's defense, but they are ranked, I think, in total defense ahead of LSU. So Brian Kelly, what's going on down there, son? I mean, we got to get it together. Well, you look at that too. I mean, it's a little misleading. They run a fast-paced offense. The other team gets four plays and four possessions in a game than they do. So I would look at points per possession more than points per game or total yards per game because, you know, if they're running against LSU, because LSU likes to huddle it up a lot, take your time a little bit. If, you're, if your team's getting – if your defense is facing a team running 65 plays at LSU and they're facing a team running 85 plays against USC, you're going to give up more total yards. So yeah. it's more like yards per play and things like that is what you look at to really determine how good your defense is. It's a great weekend for football. Any game you got your eye on outside of the Arkansas game? Oh man! Well, did I, did I win our head-to-head thing again? Uh, I don't know. I picked Alabama to cover against A and M last week, and they did. So I got lucky, but I'll take it. Well, then I guess that's good. No, I, you know the the Ohio State Purdue game. I mean, the line's a big game. I like the Purdue coach. I think if they've ever if they're ever going to play good and give somebody a run. Ohio State's played some close games. I think that'll be a decent game. I don't know why I really do. I mean, it's a 20-point line. But I really think that's going to be a good game. Obviously, Oregon and Washington's the game of the week. I, I don't know if ESPN's going to be out there. But I think that's going to be a really good game. And let's we're going to have a chance to really see if if the Phoenix guy is, is really as good as, yeah. you know, if he's Heisman material. Because I think he overtook uh, Caleb Williams the week before last in the, in the odds as far as winning yeah, the Heisman trophy. So that's mm-hmm. going to be good. I think Texas A&M Tennessee is a great game. I think Texas A&M may Agreed. win that game, even even okay. though it's at Tennessee. So I think that's going to be good. And LSU Auburn will be a good game too. Although I think LSU probably, I think LSU probably takes that one. So those are the three like, I'll be watching that look the best. You like USC to win another game? Yes. Yeah, I do. Okay. I just I think, think so in too. the in the end, in the end. I, I think they're a better team. They've got the X factor, Caleb Williams. As long as he doesn't do anything dumb, I mean, he's 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 like uh, like everybody talks about. He's a faster Patrick Mahomes, and I mm-hmm. think it, it, you know he can hurt him in the running game if he wants to. And I think he'll do that against Notre Dame some if they play like they did against Ohio State. I think he'll be able to do that. You know, it's gonna be tough because Notre Dame's Notre Dame and playing there in front of touchdown Jesus and all that stuff. Not really in right. front of him. He's off to the side, but. But uh, I think that's a good game, and I think USC will win that one. And I think that's good. I think football's better when, when, when all the conferences have a real chance, like you talked about Pac-12, Big 12, when it's not just the SEC and the Big 10, yeah. you know, Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah, football's a lot better, and, and I like it. So I hope USC does win, uh, even though I'm not a big USC fan, just because I still want to have more teams in the mix. So we can argue at the end of the year about who really needs to make the playoffs. Uh, Coach, let me ask you about uh, one last thing, and then we'll let you go. we got to kind of run along here since we're on the road today. But uh, Cowboys looking for a bounce back after getting put in their place against San Francisco. Uh, what? Everything that's going on in the world, you want to talk about that? They're playing at L.A. this week, Coach. Chargers 2-2, two and two, Cowboys 3-2. and two. they got to win this game, right? Um, I mean, talk about a giant letdown. They finally got me back on the blue Kool-Aid. And then they go late, an absolute rotten egg in, <laughs> in San Francisco. And, 
and just got manhandled. And the bad thing was, in my online article for Sharp Football, I picked the Cowboys to win the game straight up, and, Ooh, and like it yeah. never had a shot. I know. I mean, how bad. And I knew my bias was there. But I do think it's a must-win game. Here's why it's a must-win game. You know, number one, after you lose a game like that, you whether anybody likes it or not, when the media comes out, the guys are seeing it, and they're going to start questioning things that the media is questioning, that the fans are questioning, like Dak and, like, you know, the defense and this and that and the other. And if you don't eliminate those questions quickly with a win – that resonates, and all of a sudden it causes problems, and people won't like to say there's problems in the locker room. But there's always the the, the, the the growth of a possible problem in the locker room. And if they go to the Chargers, and number one, if they lay another egg, they're going to have some real problems on their hands, and I don't think McCarthy's the guy that, that can walk in there and motivate that locker room and, uh, and get them back together. And, and so they do need to do that. The good news for them is, is the Chargers are uh, the, the, the and the Vikings always play one score game, and if that one's going to stay a one score game, I think the Cowboys are going to win it because the Cowboys I, I, I have a better offensive line. You know, they've got better receivers. I think overall, especially with Mike Williams being out for the Chargers, and uh, and I think the running game's better on offense and defensively. The Chargers at times have been really good, but they're very very sporadic. And you can't really call Dallas's defense sporadic. I mean, they had a horrible game against against the 49ers, obviously. They cut them up. But, but I think they're more consistent. They're just a better football team, even though, you know, on the coast two weeks in a row, the West Coast is, is, is tough. But, but I think the Cowboys yeah. are a better football team. Coach, there's one, one other part of this. <clears throat> With Kellen Moore as the offense coordinator and letting him go, you, you don't want him to outscore. And those kind of questions will then pop up. But the Cowboys have been better off keeping Kellen Moore around. Now that he's gone, he just beat you, and your offense is struggling. Yeah, I mean, Josh, they don't want that to happen for darn sure. And and I, and I for one, if it was good, the way it was going to be this year, I would keep, I would have kept Kellen Moore. You know, and and I know that's you know obviously it's history and past, but he's going to have this game circled. So I think that's the game that uh, Dallas is going to have to outscore them, quite honestly. And I uh, hope Micah Parsons is up to the task and puts pressure because Khalil Mack, the defensive end of the Chargers two weeks ago, had six sacks. And Ooh. of course, given it was against a rookie quarterback, it was in one game. Yeah, I mean that hadn't been done. I think I think uh, 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 Derek Thomas for Kansas City is the only guy that's ever eclipsed that. So, so they've got their hands they got their hands full and their work cut out for them. And especially because Kellen Moore will know a lot of the tendencies of, of even McCarthy because they counseled each other in the play caller last year. So it'll be tough, but I think the Cowboys will win it. Yeah, that's a rough one for sure. Uh, I don't imagine that's probably going to be repeated this week, we'll see. Coach, uh, thank you for the time. we got to run. Sorry about that, but uh, thanks to the, our friends over at the Little Rock Athletic Club. I know you uh, appreciate what they do, and we'll look forward to hanging out with you next week in person, hopefully. Yeah, appreciate their sponsorship of Frank Lawrence and all that they do. And at the same time, I also uh, uh, like coming on, talking some ball with you guys. And like that my family's membership there is, is fun and keeping everybody healthy. No doubt. All right, Coach, thank you. That is Kevin Kelly. And, again, thanks to the Little Rock Athletic Club. We've got to hit a break. Michael Felder coming up in a bit. And then uh, we're going to visit with some of the coaches. We're going to be playing in the King Cotton Classic. We're going to have a chance to chat with some of our sponsors as well for having us down today. We appreciate them. We're at the... Uh, Simmons Bank in Pine Bluff on Main Street. Hope you can come by and see us. Uh, I just got a note from our friends, Wes, over at uh, Neighbor to Neighbor. We had Pat on earlier today talking about their special event coming up tomorrow night at Pine Bluff Country Club. 50 buck tickets includes your meal, beverages, and uh, an opportunity to bid on some cool stuff. Two bingo cards. And Tory Hunter is giving away a gold glove. By the way, we figured out he won nine in his career. Nine gold gloves. He's going to give away a gold glove as part of for an auction. You can bid on it. Yeah. He also sent two signed baseballs. In addition, that she was not expecting that she just got the package and said, "Hey, please tell everybody too." So, it's at Pine Bluff Country Club tomorrow night. Food, drinks, fifty bucks for the tickets, and then you get a chance to bid on all these awesome auction items. So, uh, take advantage of if you can. Uh, we're going to take a break. As we do, I want to tell you about our friends at Cash in Little Rock. If you're looking for a bite to eat downtown on the River Market, C-A-C-H-E, LittleRock.com, 501-850-0265 is the phone number. And great for a casual lunch. It's great for a romantic dinner. And if you're looking to book a party, whether it's a wedding event or a company deal or a holiday event, Cash is here to help. 
but you better book it quick because we are running out of daylight, folks. We're going to be at Halloween soon, and then next thing you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's are upon us. The bio room can hold up to 30 folks in a fun contemporary setting. And upstairs, 150 people comfortably. Comes with free valet parking, great security on site, awesome food, and locally owned by Little Rock folks. It's cash in Little Rock. Give them a holler for your next big event, 501-850-0265. We're back here at Simmons Bank in Pine Bluff after this. Razorback legend Quinn Groby joins Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer on Drive Time Sports every Wednesday afternoon at 4. Brought to you by the DHR Group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Sports Center. Big night for Texas teams in the American League. It was the Houston Astros taking out the Minnesota Twins 9-1 to to take a two games to one lead in that series. Game number four is coming up today. And then the Texas Rangers take out the AL East champion Baltimore Orioles 7-1 to in game number three. It's a clean sweep for the Rangers over the Baltimore Orioles. Coming up today, three games will take place in the American League. It'll be that one game between the Astros and the Twins. That one's at 6.07 on FS1. Before that, though, Game 3 in the National League between the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies from Citizens Bank Park at 4.07 on TBS. Then, at the end of the day, it will be the Diamondbacks looking to eliminate the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Pickleball, one of the fastest growing games in the country. The Little Rock Athletic Club is currently building a state-of-the-art indoor pickleball facility that will open in the early part of 2024. Play pickleball indoors and be free from the heat, cold, wind, sun, rain, and insects. Pickleball at the Little Rock Athletic Club will have observation areas, lounge areas, flat screens. It is a family-friendly facility. Join the Little Rock Athletic Club today and save 30% off joining fees with no monthly contracts. LRAC.com for more information. That's LRAC.com. Little Rock Athletic Club. It's time for a Corky's Ribs and Barbecue customer review. Corky's, you've ruined all of the ribs for me. I took a bite and suddenly my taste buds threw a party. Now my friends want to come over for barbecue night, but only if Corky's is invited too. Corky's Ribs and Barbecue in Little Rock and North Little Rock. At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own. To seize opportunity. To anticipate rather than react to deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world and to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. Roger Scott, I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, they're problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. It's Kayak Chaos at Arts Marine. Pick your perfect kayak from their large inventory and start exploring the natural state. Right now, get 20% off feel-free kayaks. We also slash prices on Mokin 10 and Lure 10 kayaks. Your granddaddy trusted Arts Marine, so should you. If you're looking for the best midday sports talk show in all of the land, look no further than The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio with Justin Akery and Wes Moore. Big O' Tires right now has got a good deal. Always great deals at Big O' Tires. Got uh, some of the big name brands right now. Good, good deal on those. Go to BigO'Tires.com slash deals to see all the monthly deals. Remember, they got a great selection of tires. All the name brand tires you could ever want. Plus, they have the Big O' Tire. That's a great tire, too. And Big O' Tires does more than just tires. They'll work on your vehicle. They got mechanics on hand that will work on your brakes. Do oil changes, alignment, a lot of things at Big O Tires. So if there's something wrong with your car, just swing on by Big O Tires, Cabot and Conway. And Conway, they're on Hark Rider and Cabot. It's Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. So check out our friends at Big O Tires, the team we trust. All right, we are, uh, man, I feel like we're like fast break all time. And we're talking hoops today, too. 
um, with the King Cotton Classic announcement, which is about 20 minutes away. So we're going to get a couple of coaches on here in about 10 minutes or so. But we wanted to hit on some of the games this week with Michael Felder on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline today. So, Michael, we're on the road today. We're making the best of it, trying to keep everything together. It's kind of squirrely. It's kind of wild. But uh, it's a great weekend for college football. Holy cow, man. What a great collection of games to get into. The SEC's got a handful, and then you got the big Oregon game with uh, Washington, yeah. Notre Dame hosting USC. I mean, take your pick, my man. It's a smorgasbord. Yeah, this is this is a, it's a good week. We're in the good times. Like I, um, I was talking to my buddy over at Learfield, and he said he um, he was doing like you know you know how you write cards out. I know you do this as well. You write your cards out, and you're like, I got to worry about this and this and this and this and this. And we're at the part of the year now, and this should be the home stretch where, listen, we're going to worry about UCLA and Oregon State. Absolutely, we're going to look at I'm going to look at Mizzou and Kentucky, Miami, North Carolina for sure, USC, Notre Dame, as you mentioned. But the slate gets a little bit shorter because everybody is playing everybody right now, and that's the part that I really love about it is when we get to see everybody play everybody. We were going through the numbers earlier, Michael. The the, the uh, matchup in the Oregon-Washington game specifically is insane. you got Knicks over there throwing for 80%, and Penix is yep. at 75, and they both have incredible touchdown-to-interception ratios. Their offenses are rolling. They're, we were talking, too, about uh interesting stat that the, the – um, the Pac-12 has the top three offenses in the country. The Big Ten has the top three scoring defenses in the country. We sure. just asked Coachella. He said he'd take the three Pac-12 teams. You got a, you got an opinion on that? Yeah, I take the Pac-12. Give me the Pac-12 teams all day. Like back. Yeah. I mean, let's here's what, here's let's let's go back to my like mental Rolodex, right? And with the exception exception, and I'm I'm literally I'm working on a piece about Georgia right now, or excuse me, about uh-huh. Oklahoma right now, and that Georgia game from what 2018 with Baker Mayfield, where Georgia was like. Oh, I guess we have to score 45 or 50 points to win this game. I guess we'll just do it. Like, <laughs> got it. Um, but these big 10 teams don't have the ability to turn it on when it comes to scoring points. That's the part that's, bother- that's bothersome to me that I'm worried about. And we've seen it happen with Michigan over the course of the last, what is it, two years in the playoff? They don't have it. They, like, when t- they, t- they didn't realize they were in a football game with TCU until the third quarter, and they were like, oh, maybe all year we should have worked on scoring points instead of just, like, suffocating folks. So I, I, mm-hmm. I give me the Pac-12 teams. They know that when, when, when the chips are down, they're going to be able to score. And I, Listen, Washington, to me, best offense in the country. Oregon, love what they bring to the table. I think they are working to get better on defense because it's a thing that Dan Lanning cares about. And then with USC... And as I'm going through working on this Oklahoma piece, I'm realizing that Lincoln Riley just has not cared about defense at all. And yeah. he still doesn't, and they still don't. And so it's going to be interesting to see what this shakes out because I guess at some point we're, we will see Cam rising, right? Like at some point we're going to get to see him? I hope so. I mean, I enjoyed watching him last year, even though I – picked USC to win the title, and he screwed me out of that. I had some money on it, but uh, anyway. Uh, here's the latest quote, and I think the guy's delusional, or maybe he's just getting a contact high since he's living in Cali now. I like the job we are doing there when asked about his defense. Lincoln Riley is out of his mind. Or he thinks they're going to average 55 points a game all year. The defense is getting his offense the ball back very quickly. <laughs> By letting other teams score touchdowns. Yeah. 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 Yeah, most people don't do that until they're running out of time in a game and they're out of timeouts. He just lets them score all the time. He's like, I'm going I'm to get yeah. it every time. Maybe they'll get three. We'll get seven. It's fine. Give me the ball back. We can win like that. Well, I will say this. The three to seven thing, that is something in football that I don't think we talk about nearly enough. But a touchdown is devastating. A field goal that's a, a field goal is a paper cut. A touchdown yes. is, is devastating. And so yeah. if they can stop that, that would be one thing. But they're not. That's just, which is why they were in a three-overtime game with Arizona. With Arizona, three-overtime game. It just is It's frustrating to watch um, a team that should be able to... They should be able to dominate people defensively. And the idea that you don't want to do that and that's not on your agenda, I, I personally, I find that frustrating as someone who played defense in college and someone who's more of a defensive guy. Like, the, like, when Pete Carroll was at USC, they were a dominant defense. We can talk all we want to talk about Carson Palmer yeah. and all these other guys, Matt Leiner, 
Mark Sanchez, blah, 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 Mike Williams, Reggie Bush. Mm -hmm. But defensively, that team was intimidating. And to just take that off the board, I find it to be remarkably, it's like a gross miscarriage of justice of like where you fit in the college football world and what you can do and to not do it. They're not as good as they can be. You're right. And that's the thing, like, you know, we talk about LSU in this regard or Georgia or Alabama, but like, you're at USC. You can get dudes yep. from anywhere. Your mm-hmm. NIL program's got to be through the roof. And yep. you're Lincoln Riley, and you've got the most exciting offense, and you're going to be a front-page story a lot nationally. I mean, nobody in L.A. gives a damn about you guys, but people around the country do. You ought to have no huh. issue getting dudes. I mean, California's kind of a big state, I heard. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, literally, you're playing. I, 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 this, was, this blew my mind. I love it, but it did blow my mind. I'm watching a USC game, right? They're playing Arizona, and I'm watching, and then they go to commercial, and there's a Caleb Williams Wendy's national commercial. Yes. You got the juice. Oh, and by the way, I know you mentioned LSU. Whoa, 1,200 yeah. yards in back-to-back games. They better focus up on getting dudes, too, because Brian Kelly, hey, man, you're not from down here. So at the, at the end of the day, <laughs> they might run you out soon if this is what it looks like. I was impressed with Alabama in the second half, really taking it to A&M yeah. this week. Arkansas gets Alabama. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of hope around here for a, a, a big upset. Any Anything you see with Alabama that, that maybe Arkansas could take advantage of? Uh, you got to find a way to get to, get to Milrow. you got to get to Milrow. That's the only way that, 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 they're, that they're going to lose. you got to get to Milrow. It's not about stopping the run. We saw that they didn't have any rush yards the last couple weeks. So it's all about getting to him so that he can't hit. Barton down the field, but here's the thing, and this is something I, I, I listen. I know we're in Arkansas. I don't like. Here's all I'm gonna say: Alabama plays football the way I like it, and they yeah. are playing this. They play football like it's supposed to hurt, and their only goal, their goal, they don't play dirty. Their goal isn't to hurt you. Their goal is to make you hurt, and those are two completely different things to me. It's it's one is like if you try to hurt people, that's dirty. That's wrong. You can't do that. Right. But when you just, every play, you're giving max effort to make people, you want to make the other guy quit. Like, that's what they're doing. And honestly, Sam Pittman better get his boys ready to rock and roll because those guys are going to, they're going to hit you and hit you again. And then when you get up, they're going to hit you again. And, and what they're looking forward to is you hitting them again, too. So that's going to be, that's the, like, they like getting hit. Like, this is one of those, like, I like the taste of my own blood in my mouth games. And I'm very curious to see what this looks like. All right, uh, I don't like to put words in Wes's mouth because he's got plenty in there of his own coat, uh, uh, Michael. But I will say that uh, when he said there's not a lot of hope around here for an upset, what he meant is there's not a lot of hope around here that Arkansas could be remotely competitive in this game this weekend is what he meant to say. Am I wrong? That doesn't mean they can't be. I just I, said there's not a lot of hope that they can be. They've been competitive the last couple I'm of weeks guess, against I'm Alabama. in your world. I'm trying to be nice. Yes. No, I appreciate that. I'm just telling you, like, I think it's, and again, I think Alabama's getting good at the right, wrong time, and Arkansas is, you know, we just went through the litany of defensive issues they're having with injuries. They do get their best yeah. cornerback, but, yee. Anyway, all right, well, I won't ask you to beat them up too bad because you're a good guy like that, so we'll let you go. But uh, I appreciate the time, Michael. Always, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Yep, talk to you in two weeks, man. It's always right. good to talk to you guys. You take it easy. All right, take care. Michael Felder on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. We've got a couple of uh, coaches who are going to be part of the King Cotton Classic. We're going to hit a quick break. We'll come back and visit with them, find out about what what the upside is for them being part of this historic event, and uh, talk about their teams a little bit as as well. they got some incredible talent on their roster. So, uh, you know, basically for them now, it's just don't screw it up, I guess, right? Isn't that how that works? (laughs) Anyway, we'll talk to them about that. Stay with us. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. 
Quality outdoor products in Alexander is your metal roofing superstore. 40-year warranty colors are available at only $289 a foot. 20-year colors are $259 and Gavaloom runs $249 a foot. A variety of seconds and overruns are currently available at $1.95 a foot. Come buy quality outdoor products in Alexander right next to the I-30 Speedway. Stop by the lot, call them at 501-455-0240 or check out their website, qualityoutdoor.net. I thought I was going to have to go through a hip replacement or some painful, unsuccessful surgery or be crippled the rest of my life. Electrical engineer Dan Vogler had awful arthritic pain in his hips, pain that not only affected him physically, but also emotionally, and it spilled over even to his relationships. I was almost mean. If you're in pain and other people don't sympathize with it, you're lashing out at the wrong people. But then Dan found QC Kinetics. With the latest advances in regenerative medicine, non-surgical treatments with lasting relief. I felt immediate relief. I mean, within half a day, much of the inflammation and pain was down. And today, Dan says he's totally pain-free, living the life he wants. At the end of the fourth treatment, I felt pretty much healed and enthused and was raving about QC Kinetics. I can recommend them highly to anyone. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention all that messy cleanup you won't have to do now. So for your next gathering, let the butcher shop Steakhouse do all the cooking on their huge charcoal grill. Fellas, Clint Sterner here. Let me get your attention real quick, man. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. What's that mean? If you want to get back to feeling your best, you need to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center ASAP. It's quick, it's easy, and now it's convenient. Low T Center offers monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center got you. They'll ship your treatments directly to your home. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. For me, the sun rises and sets for the zone. Yeah. Yeah. We know how you feel. Don't worry. The Zone with Justin Agri and Westmore in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. All right, back here in Pine Bluff. Justin Aker, Westmore on the road. The Wizard holding it down back in the uh, Oakland Racing Casino Resort studio. I just went, almost went really old school hmm. on the studio there. Sometimes my brain just, like, goes back and reverts. It, like, it has a glitch, and I, like, have a reversion back to, like, ten years ago. Weird. Things aren't firing in there. No. The dots aren't connecting. I've had a good, like, good, restful, clean week, too. I've been doing really well, good. that's part of the problem. You think that's it? Yeah. I function better when I stay up too late. Yes. Drink a couple too many beers? Yes. Now, that was definitely my strong suit. <laughs> well, your suit. brain's used to working that way. It's like, I don't know what to do with and this. There's no even... alcohol clouding it. It's like, whoa. What? Yeah. It's weird. I'm having moments of clarity a decade ago. It's weird. Uh, Kyle Pennington, Little Rock Christian head coach, Dexter Hendricks, the uh, coach at Benton, joining us here. And, uh, gentlemen, good to see you. And the cat's out of the bag. I guess you guys are both playing it. Either that or you're just here to support the cause. Yeah, we're here. Uh, excited to be here, for sure. Yeah, the same. We're just uh, can't wait to play it. So, has do you know historically, I'm assuming, at some point, maybe Benton has been, been in it. I don't know if Christian's ever been invited going back to the old days, but... Um, obviously, with the rejuvenation of this, I mean, this is an incredible event. That's, I don't know if we, uh, and I guess I get your opinion. Like when you look at Peach Jam and some of the other great ones, I mean, is this on par? But I mean, when you look at the talent. Obviously, it's great to have it in your backyard to be able to not drive far and be able to compete with a, at a high level against some top talent nationally. Yeah, I think 
you know, uh, we were actually in the car on the way down here, and I've got Corliss Williamson Jr. with me, you know, and so his dad played in this against Jason Kidd. And, yeah. Uh, had a big bucket and a big block, um, you know, on ESPN, and so. Jason says uh, he got cheated, I think, so yeah, he's still mad yeah, about that. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. So, uh, you know, talking about all the history of it, um, and, yeah, this is our first time being in it, and, um, you know, just excited to bring these guys down here and be a part. But I would say that, yeah, this this tournament, as far as the draw and what it brings and being so close to Little Rock, I mean, it's a no-brainer for us, but I think it's it's definitely one of the best prep tournaments um, in the nation. Yeah. How about for you, Coach? Yeah, absolutely. Just a lot of what uh, Coach Pennington said, you know, being this close to home, you know, 45 minutes away to drive for us, and, and being a tournament that's so nationally known and uh, for our players, and just it brings a lot of excitement and buzz to your program overall, you know, even with your junior high program or your middle school teams, everybody says, you know, I would love to play in that one day. So it's just an honor to be here, and we're just really excited. We're involved. So even with this event, are you all playing other national tournaments and traveling out of state for some? Uh, coach, coach probably is. We're, we're staying here pretty local, and yeah. uh, like we were talking before, uh, when you have such talented players, you know, people they find out. They don't, you don't have to go find them; they find you. And uh, we've definitely had that. We experienced that, not no other this year with Terry on having the people wanting us to participate and see his talent. So we're just we're just trying to do everything we can to put him and showcase him in the best uh, spot uh, we can. Yeah. How about for you guys, Coach? Yeah, we're going to Memphis right before Christmas and playing uh, Memphis University School and Christian Brothers. Uh, they came to Little Rock last year, so we're heading there. And then we're going to Texarkana for the uh, Red River Hoop Fest, which is a, another big tournament. And uh, we'll play Duncanville um, in that. And then we're also playing Dynamic Prep, which is uh, Jermaine O'Neal is the coach, and his son is, okay. is a player. So it's uh, we're definitely diving off in it. Uh, but we've got the talent to do it as well, and we're excited, you know, J.J. Andrews and Landry Blocker coming back, um, along with Jameel Wesley and Corliss Williamson Jr. that we have here. Um, but those those first two guys, J.J. and and Landry, um, Landry's you know committed to Louisiana Tech and and um, you know should have a great senior year. And then J.J.'s a consensus top 25 kid yeah. um, in the nation in his class. So uh, we're excited about it. Talking to Kyle Pennington from Little Rock Christian and Dexter Hendricks again from Benton. I want to ask you both about that managing. You know all the attention and hype from the collegiate level, or maybe even the professional level. I guess yeah. for you, in your case, coach, um, and also trying to keep the guys focused on. You know, you're playing this other team from in-state next week. Uh, how do you deal with that? With it? again, for your guy especially. I mean, he's thinking he's still balancing whether he's sure. going to go pro or, or go play college, right? Sure, it's been uh, it's been wild, no doubt about it. But my job, and this kind of sounds cliche, but it, my job gets a lot easier. How good of a young man Terry on is. He's very, very humble, uh, very talented basketball player. Obviously, he deserves all the attention he's getting, but uh, has extreme work ethic. Comes from a great family. Uh, just you know, even. The, his teachers in the classroom, he carries himself the right way, so it makes it really, really easy. He never gets big head or gets where, you know, this person's coming, never never asked for a day off, wants more practice, wants more time, so it's getting the gym as much as possible, so he makes that part a lot easier for us. Now, we do get time to time where some of his teammates think, a coach is here to see me, you know, I have to calm them down a little bit. With some, <laughs> I'm sure Coach Pennington gets on that too, but uh, overall, like I said, it's uh, he makes that job very, very easy, and it brings a lot of excitement to our program. How do you hope this tournament helps your teams get ready for conference play? Even though I guess you may start conference games a little bit before this tournament, but in the big picture, how does this help? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it obviously helps to play higher-level talent. Uh, there's a lot of great talent in the state of Arkansas as well, you know, and uh, a lot of great teams um, outside of our two teams and, and the other teams that are involved. So um, I think the best thing is anytime you can play against other teams that have high-talented players, um, it's going to it's gonna make you raise your level of play. And so I feel like our guys, um, you know, it, it definitely helps in that situation for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. I agree with Coach Pennington. It just gets you prepared and kind of hits some adversity before you go into conference. And uh, anytime you can play such good talent, it, it really improves you as a coach and, and a player. So overall helps your team. I agree. There's been great talent in this state for a long time. I mean, you're, you got a second-generation player now that's a star, um, you know. But it seems like it's at the peak. I mean, it's about as good as it's ever been in the state. And, you know, you guys were talking. I mean, you guys know football is really important to your schools. It's really important in the state. Um but basketball has really risen up. It's really pretty remarkable what we've seen. And there's been a lot of great players, but it seems like the depth is so impressive. What do you think has led to 
or what factors have led to getting us to where we are today with basketball being a priority, A, and B, also having this great swath of players? You know, I think, first off, just the growth of basketball just in the world in general. You know, I think through the 90s and the 2000s, it just continued to grow. And then, But just here locally in Little Rock, I think, you know, the Little Rock metro area, um, you know, for per capita, we talked about this off air, is just it's as good as, as anybody in the South as far as basketball talent. And so um, I think part of that goes to, to the AAU programs as well and, and the things that they're doing in the summer. Um, a lot of these guys, whether they play local, Locally, AAU, or they go play with with a Brad Bill Elite out of St. Louis, or you know, just it's so much more accessible um, for them to go to different places and see different level of talent, and they bring that back here and play at a higher level. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people, coaching wise and around in the basketball world, kind of knew that for a while now, but it's really cool to see that you know everybody's finding out how town, how much talent's here in Central Arkansas and, and Arkansas in general. But it's really cool that everybody's seeing that. Is there something besides good genes that uh, you know, Williamson and Andrews? I mean, both their dads played professionally. Is there something else that they get from them besides the great genetics that helps them as players? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think anytime you're talking about um, men of high character, you know, um, if you're a professional athlete, you don't, you don't, you're not an NFL Pro Bowler. You're not an NBA champion without having high character, and so I think just at a young age, them instilling you know high character values into their into their kids, and um, you know it's 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 fun to watch, and it's fun to watch them grow, you know. So it, it's been fun for me um, just to be a part of that, and 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 hope to help grow that character as well. How has JJ grown the last year? Yeah, he's he's grown a ton. You know, I think last year he's listed six four one ninety, and he's six six two oh five. Oh wow! Um, you know, playing the guard position, and so um, you know he's a kid that I think uh, will continue to have. You know, he's going to have a breakout year. I think each year, um, but I think this year his growth um, physically. Um, and mentally, you know, I think as a ninth grader, it's really hard to play high school basketball, and um, you know, mentally, he's really gotten a lot tougher as well. So I think he's going to really have a great year. Yeah, I was going to say for most ninth, most ninth graders, it is. Um, <laughs> let me ask you, Coach Hendricks, last thing. Uh, we're going to let you guys get out of here, but as far as your path goes, and and how you see your classification sort of stacking up, I mean, what do you see as you know, kind of the the competition, and what's your expectation for the season? Yeah, absolutely. I think you have to start with our conference play. Our conference, uh, you know, you look back at the five A last year Pine Bluff played Lake Hamilton in the championship game which both teams were in our conference so we're in a very talented conference but uh, we feel like we have one of the most talented groups we've had here in my 10 years here at Benton so we're just extremely uh, excited to compete and see you know see how far we can get we feel like we've got a good group led by Terry on obviously we've got some other guys that can really play too so uh, we're just really excited but for us it definitely starts with that conference play. Well I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. Pine Bluff's going to be here at this event, too. So <laughs> you, you won't have to wait long to get a look at them, that's for sure. I don't know if you guys were scheduled to play them before the tournament, but uh, they're going to be here, too. And so we've got a lot of good local flavor. Coaches, thank you so much. Appreciate you all coming on. Good luck this season. Thank yeah, you. I always Thanks. appreciate you guys. Right, Kyle Pennington and Dexter Hendricks, appreciate them. And uh, we're up against it. You hear the cheerleaders going in the background. So we're about to get this thing rolling. It's the King Cotton Classic announcement. We're at Simmons Bank here in Pine Bluff on Main Street. Appreciate Central Maloney Incorporated as well sponsoring uh, our trip down here today. We'll take a break. Come back in a sec. Pickleball, one of the fastest-growing games in the country. The Little Rock Athletic Club is currently building a state-of-the-art indoor pickleball facility that will open in the early part of 2024. Play pickleball indoors and be free from the heat, cold, wind, sun, rain, and insects. Pickleball at the Little Rock Athletic Club will have observation areas, lounge areas, flat screens. It is a family-friendly facility. Join the Little Rock Athletic Club.